HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at hearstranch.com. I'm HRN's Communications Director, Kat Johnson, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat and Three, our weekly food news roundup. We decided it's high time we do an episode about Mary Jane. Marijuana, things are happening. That's right. This episode is about pot. We're exploring the rhetoric surrounding legalization in New York's recent gubernatorial primaries. And a cheesemonger turned cannabis consultant shares the tricks of the trade. Great. So do you want to conquer the world? Do you want to have hazy eyes? Do you want to, you know, just relax all day and be floaty? And we find out how one exemplary South Carolina farmer is trying his hand at a new crop. Every plant that comes up from seed is different. And so it's it's learning how the plant grows, how it responds, and then familiarizing myself and my senses with this plan. Plus, Hannah Forden and I taste test the hottest new cocktail ingredient, CBD. So subscribe to Meet and 3 wherever you listen to podcasts and be the first to know when the newest episode of Meet and 3 drops. Welcome to Eating Matters, where we talk about food policy and how it impacts all of us. I'm your host, Jenna Liute, and we're broadcasting live from Roberta's on Heritage Radio Network. The abundance and prevalence of CBD products has absolutely exploded in recent months, so much so that Coca-Cola recently confirmed the company is exploring creating a line of wellness beverages infused with CBD. Indeed, this past summer, I myself was able to try some samples of my friend Gabe Kennedy's company, Plant People, who produces a range of CBD products, and even my husband started to give our ailing cat CBD oil. So with the rapidly changing and ever-confusing cannabis landscape, I decided it was about time, high time, to do a deeper dive specifically into the CBD industry to learn more about what it is, how it's used, and why it has seemingly suddenly become so popular. Joining the show to help me unpack these questions is Lisa Gill. 
Lisa is a deputy editor at Consumer Reports, who for nearly a decade has focused on looking at how well prescription drugs work, how safe they are, and how much they cost, plus the law, rules, and regulations that govern them. Recently, Lisa has turned her attention to cannabis, and more specifically, CBD, to help consumers understand what products to buy and which ones to skip. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, delighted to talk about that. All right. Well, you, you, <laughs> That's my favorite you, <laughs> you've written a lot about it. I'm so excited to have you on to tell us all of your all of your knowledge. And you you might have noticed that I definitely skipped over the longer form, uh, you know, the the non acronym of CBD, which I'm going to try right now. Um, you can do it. You can do it. Cannabidiol. <laughs> oh my God, you totally nailed it. Cannabidiol. Yes. That's even better than mine. I don't know about that. Um, okay, <laughs> this is a bit of a, a bit of a mouthful. Um, <laughs> let's just start at the very beginning. What is cannabidiol? Well, so cannabidiol is one of almost eighty different compounds or cannabinoids that are found in a cannabis or like a hemp plant, um, and it's just. It's just turned out to be like the second most popular one right behind THC, which is the, the ingredient in marijuana and, or just ingredient in general that gets you high. Mm-hmm. CBD doesn't do that. Uh, there's no head high. Uh, there's no sense of intoxication. It's kind of a miracle in that way, but it's got potentially some health benefits. And we're going to talk about what those what those potential benefits are. But so it's so it's basically a compound. You, or it is a compound. You said, yes. and it's in yeah. both marijuana and hemp. Yeah. So marijuana and hemp. So this is so. I mean, this is really geeky. But I figure if yeah. you're listening, you know, you're gonna you want to get down dirty Definitely. anyway. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so That's what hemp we do. and marijuana. Hemp and marijuana are actually in the same genus of plants, right? It's the same. It's cannabis, mm-hmm. and they're they're really closely aligned. But it's almost like having like a German Shepherd, and a Poodle. Mm-hmm. They're both dogs, but they're not the same. Um, hemp, hemp plants are bigger. Their stalks are usually fatter. Leaves are bigger, whereas marijuana plants are just a lot smaller, and they produce a lot more resin, which is where the CBD comes out of. Um, but they are basically the same thing, and, and cannabidiol or CBD that, that comes from either of those plants, it's the same compound. It's that actual exact same structure if you looked under, at it under a microscope. And uh, marijuana, did I hear you correctly, marijuana has more CBD than hemp? Um, yeah. So what happens, typically it does. Um, and, you know, there's different, I started really interviewing growers and, and farmers and kind of experts in this, in this area. And uh, you can get a lot more CBD out of a marijuana plant mm-hmm. uh, just because, but at the same time, you also could get higher levels of THC. Um, and so in the products that we're, we'll be talking about today, the ones that you see on store shelves um, have a really, really low THC amount. It's it's actually 0.3% is the cutoff. Okay. And that's actually, that's how the federal government thinks about the difference between industrial hemp and marijuana, even though there's a lot more differences. Right. Um, but that difference is important. And that difference, um, and so what happens is hemp products are, are what you're seeing all over shelves. And that's CBD that is derived from hemp. Okay. Um, and hemp is it's, it's such an interesting like background, and, and we'll talk about it later, of course. But yeah. hemp is just a cool. It's a cool crop. No, I'm a, <laughs> I'm like uh, obsessed with hemp. I talk about it yeah. as much as possible <laughs> on this show. I think it's like a miracle plant, and it is. It, yeah. And but you know, I I myself like I don't really know um, or or kind of 
don't didn't before I started looking into this, like the difference, I mean, these terms, like the difference between hemp and what, and you know, how much THC it has versus CBD and CBD. And, is yeah. there a, and one of the questions that I have is um, like, is, is hemp oil the same thing as CBD oil or, I mean, cause I, I sort of maybe conflate, conflate those two. Yeah. No. So, and it's, some of the people who sell products, they also conflate them. But typically, hemp oil doesn't really have CBD in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, what it is, is and, and, and believe me, hemp oil, there's a suggestion there's a lot of very good proteins and enzymes in hemp oil. But hemp oil usually comes from the seeds of the plant okay. or the stalk of the plant. And in both of those places, you don't get really, you don't get a lot of THC. You actually get almost no THC and also really little amount of CBD. Uh, so the, that, that's an important thing. And hemp oil shows up in all kinds of, you know, you can get it in lotions and you can, um, shows up in hair, like in shampoos. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of all over the place. But also you can buy seeds, you know, just hemp seeds to put in cereal and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hemp oil is everywhere. Hemp oil is weirdly legal, but but sort of not, but, but yes, it is. And it's kind of confusing. And, and I, under certain circumstances, it's, it's legal. And we'll, we can talk about the CBD legality too, but yeah. yeah. And so CBD just, I mean, you might've already said this, but CBD comes from, is it from like the flower or the bud? Yeah, it's actually okay. both. So it comes from the leaves and then the flowering bud okay. and really it's the resin. So, um, that's actually, it's, it's a, it's sort it's like a sticky resin substance that the plant produces to protect itself. Mm-hmm. And you you know and, and there's different ways to re- pull that resin off or or keep it there and you can you know dry it out and smoke it and things like that but that's that's in that resin is where CBD is typically found and, and the resin that's on the leaves. Um, all right, so we talked a little bit about hemp oil, not which is different than CBD <laughs> oil. And I mean, when we talk about, I guess the first thing that comes to mind for me is see is maybe it's because I'm so food centric, <laughs> but like you know CBD oil. But is that? I mean, there there are lots of other forms and products that CBD comes yeah. in, right? You yeah, know? you've probably yeah you've probably seen them on shelves. Like you can get CBD in coffee. Um, at cafes, we've we've saw some places like out in Bushwick that are selling uh, CBD infused coffees and other. We're, we're here right now. That's, that's yeah. definitely where you're going to find it. Soon, I'm sure. They don't. They might. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've seen it in honey. We've seen it in coffee product, like pre-made coffee, other like like in bottled coffee products and cold mm-hmm. brew and things like that. Um, we're seeing it in. I mean, basically, uh, just tons of food products. That's one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in baked goods, there's okay. lots of and gummies. And actual pill forms, which is usually in an oil. Yeah. Uh, we've also seen it in vape pens and oils that you drop under. So, like tinctures that you can drop under your tongue or spray into mm-hmm. your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like regular ro- old old school rolled hemp um, yeah. into like pre rolled joints or pre rolled cigarettes, which is nuts. But that you can actually buy that. You can and, buy it on the Lower East Side. <laughs> and so you can you can buy that. You can smoke that. You don't get high from it. It's just. Correct. to treat um, some of the benefits that are reported yeah. from this. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are thousands of these products. Literally, like, there are there are several thousand SKUs. So the, those are just, like, when it's officially registered, right. uh, you know, as a product. Yeah. Um, it's, it's somewhere around almost 3,000, 3, and they expect that to just go, like, double of in the, the next five years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's, so there are all these products. Let's talk about the legality of it. Because <laughs> this is, I mean, and it's so murky. All right, so you can sell CBD oh products God. in New York. Like, just broad strokes, um, CBD in general, their products, are they legal <laughs> at the federal level, or is it on a state-by-state yeah, basis? Yeah, right. So it depends on who you ask. Oh. So if you ask, <laughs> if you ask, 
if you ask the state of New York, the state of New York is like, yes, if it's derived from industrial hemp and it's below 0.3 THC, Mm -hmm. we're not going to go bananas and stop you from selling it. Uh, And a lot of other, so 47 states roughly feel that way. Uh, Some of the states don't want you to sell it, but in the state of New York, they don't seem to to be too crazy about it. Um, If you ask the Drug Enforcement Administration, they have a complicated, different answer, and the answer by when you boil it all down is no. It is still considered part of the marijuana plant. Um, It is still similar to THC in their minds, and they consider it federally illegal. And then there are a few caveats, but by and large, it's 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 murky. That's the only way I can describe it. And I'll tell you who, who you don't want to tussle with on this yeah. question is the TSA if you go through an airport. Oh, yeah. Um, things that, and, and this is what the TSA told us. The TSA told us that, then uh, this is, you know, to be clear, this is when you go through security mm-hmm. and an airport and you're going to check in for your, you know, you've checked in for your flight and you're running to the gate. Um, the TSA has said anything that looks like it's on, on a Schedule 1 um by the Drug Enforcement Administration, which is Schedule 1 of our legal substances like heroin, mm-hmm. LSD, marijuana. If it looks like that, as smells like that, has the same contents of it, we will confiscate it. Um, yeah, okay. so that's scary. <laughs> I mean, listen, I have my own issues with TSA, like every time I fly, so I don't want to really, I, I don't, don't need to add it. another one onto right, my list of grievances. Right. But um, but that just seems like they're like, if it looks similar, I mean, that doesn't yeah. seem like a good enough, um, like, no, <laughs> evaluation, no, but whatever. Right, right. Um, but, and, you know, and the, th- the only reason I bring it up is that it could, there's two, actually, there's two, two, three reasons. One is that you obviously could be delayed on a flight. Mm-hmm. Second thing is if you have TSA pre-check or something to that effect, it could totally affect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, forever. And if you get, yeah. you get cited, you might never be able to sign up for it. Oh, that's um, or any oof. other sort of expedited thing. And uh, the other thing is you could get in trouble. I mean, they might try to arrest you. You might have to call an attorney. It could be. Yeah. We haven't heard of those cases, but we are a little concerned about them because it's this that that's federal federal airspace is a place that it's not legal. I would not try to fly with it. So is I mean this may this may be uh t- sorry did you say that the other three states that where it's totally outlawed where CBD products are totally outlawed yeah so there's three so it's Idaho uh-huh. and Nebraska okay and South Dakota all right and those states don't have e- they don't even have medical marijuana programs or anything there's like all cannabis is outlawed and um, just like side note where are we in the balance of states who have um, who have it like allowed for at least some use of marijuana specifically um, in terms of either like for medical or even, I mean, rec- recreation, I must say there's like what, like maybe three there's, well, no, there's seven oh. that currently sell that okay. allow. So it's California, Nevada, uh-huh. Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and then a couple more came online. Uh, Massachusetts is about ready to, begin retail sales. Wow. I didn't Alaska know that. Alaska has already allowed retail sales, right? Yeah. Um, Vermont is the same. They've legalized, but they're still working out how to do the retail structure and along with Maine. So Maine, okay. Maine's had other difficulties, but um, they are also preparing for retail. Huh. A couple of those are a little surprising to me. but um, know, right? Yeah. And there's other ballots, like there's, there's other, other states will be voting uh, like, you know, referendums coming up in November. Um, so yeah, and like like New Jersey and New York, they're also talking about it too. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you know, I personally think that um, I would like to see this be uh, de- 
I mean, not just decriminalized. I mean, yeah, at least decriminalized, but illegalized, yeah, for uh, legalized for recreation and certainly for medical use. But um, that's just my personal opinion. But okay, so that so seven (laughs) states. So that just seems kind of like like the balance is slowly starting to shift from like a state perspective on marijuana. And so it would seem that something where there's no active THC, like you totally can't get high from it, um, a product like that. I mean, it. I guess it's no surprise that 47 states have legalized it in some sort. In right. some, but it is surprising right. to me that there is no, because usually when you have the balance of states, that is like well over 50% of the states you know, have agreed that you yes. know something is legal, for instance, then like that prompts kind of like a federal law or, or regulation yeah, of some good, sort. Excellent, excellent observation. So there are several bills in Congress uh, that would kind of fix this issue. And one of them is a really good one uh, sponsored by... Um, uh, Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. and also a senator from Colorado, a Republican. It's like a bipartisan bill called the States Act, and it would allow states, it would formally allow states to, to determine for themselves whether or not they want to legalize cannabis and, and to what degree. Hmm. And, 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 and so right now, that's what states do anyway, but yeah. it's not codified. And there's always a tension between the Department of Justice and the states, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but so that's, that's, that's the most promising bill. Actually, the Trump administration has signaled they would sign it if it, it, huh. if it got before the president. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, inter- that's actually really interesting. Yeah, um, certainly. I will, say, I will say a couple other things. So just thinking about statistics, like in a really dorky kind of way, yeah. um, one out of every five people live in a state where marijuana is legal recreationally, so that's kind of a, it's it's so, so those seven states represent a lot of people. Well, California um, especially, yeah, yeah, right, right, and, um, and where I live, so yeah. I've been able to see like the evolution of all of it. Um, and then uh, we did a, a na- consumer reports in a nationally representative survey, and we asked people their opinion on this topic, and we found that fifty two percent of Americans said that they would be in favor of the federal government legalizing marijuana for recreational use, mm-hmm. and almost nearly 90% uh, thought it was a good idea to legalize it for medical use. Yeah. So the, the tide has really shifted. Right. And, and, uh, and we're not the only ones. You can see uh, Pew Foundation, others um, have, have uh, Harris polls have come out. It's, it's kind of, it's, there's definitely a wave, I would say, of, of people changing their mind. Certainly. Um, well, cool. well, yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Um, so what about... So you can, um, with this like kind of legality question in mind on a state by state basis, what, how does that affect um, or impact the ability of a consumer to buy it across state lines? Um, is that yeah. can you buy it online? You know, and CBD <laughs> yes, products specifically. You can, you can. So even states where it looks like you can. So there's some weird states like Georgia, North Carolina, and Texas where you can possess CBD, but apparently, like technically speaking, it's not supposed to be sold. Mm-hmm. However. We know there are stores where you can buy it. Really? So there, yes. So there are stores uh, that carry it. Typically, it's found in C- CBD products of all kind are typically found in health food stores, um, body like sort of supplements stores. Those are those are the two big ones, and then obviously online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's we we've talked to a lot of people that that obtain their CBD products online. So. As far as we can tell, uh, we did another nationally representative survey. About 10% of all Americans, uh, adult Americans, have tried CBD products, which mm-hmm. is a huge amount. That's much more than we expected. Yeah, certainly. Um, and, and this is crazy. 90% said that it helped them alleviate a symptom that they had. For whatever, whatever reason they used to treat, uh, use CBD to treat themselves, they say it helped. Let's, let's talk about of, that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What, are, what are some of the reported benefits of CBD, well, of that compound specifically? Yeah. So, so here's what's really shocking. 
there are almost, I mean, I can't underscore the, how few studies there are. Right. Um, I, I, in my previous job for 15 years, I've looked at prescription drugs and all the studies, the medical studies that happen uh, to get a drug, you know, approved on the market. And this is, this is like a fraction of that. This is not even, not even a fraction. It's like just a, a few, there are, there are, from the gold standard way of looking at scientific evidence, mm-hmm. there are about there's less than eight studies ever done on CBD. Wow. Um, so it's kind of crazy on people. So there's some on, on animals. Right. And in rat studies, we've seen some pretty cool things about suggesting anti-inflammatory okay. aspects. You know, so uh, that, can, you know, that can mean a lot of things. And it, what, what we think it definitely means is probably an effect on pain. And chronic, you know, chronic, actual chronic pain that people mm-hmm. experience. Um, and also probably has has some effect on brain chemistry or, or inflammation in the brain. And people use it to treat anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, PTSD also seems to have an effect there. And even weirdly with opioid dependence. So it's being dabbled with in uh, some studies there as well. So there's, there's wide application for it. Right, wide application, but only eight like gold standard sort of kind of credible studies that you guys would point in humans that you would point to to say like... Yeah. So in, no, in nothing, <laughs> yeah. nowhere close to a, a quote body of evidence is what we're looking no, at. No, there is like no, no. And for so long, um, the National Institute of Drug Abuse uh, which is a governmentally funded agency, mm-hmm. was really hampered not just in studying CBD, which they, there's almost no studies that came from them, uh, but also cannabis like marijuana in general. And that's because Congress wouldn't, would only give them money to, to do studies that had to do with safety and addiction. Right. And so no, nobody ever could figure out, well, how well does um, you know, CBD work for nausea, for example, or how right. well does it work for insomnia? Uh, there, there was just no money made available, so we have we have a long way to catch up. So um, I don't I don't want to I know um, don't want to be kind of conspiracy theorists, and I know as <laughs> as a journalist you're um, you know oh I like conspiracy yeah no you know I mean like the, you know you're fact based, and I wouldn't ask maybe your like your personal opinion on this, but maybe have you spoken to people whose thinking is that the reason why there hasn't been grant funding and, and a lot of money poured into supporting this kind of research because of like big pharma lobbying? I, I, you know, it's not that, that like I don't too, like, it's not yeah. that I don't like that theory. Yeah. It's just that after covering prescription drugs for 15 years, I just, uh, there was no evidence to ever suggest it. Right. Even anecdotal evidence. Really? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, I mean, prescription drugs are, the last number I looked at is $428 billion business. Wow. It is massive. And the cannabis industry, even, even recreational, even medical, doesn't even come, it doesn't even scratch the surface. It's, a, it's like $2 billion. Right. That's the, that's the projected, huh. uh, actually, it's, that, that's the CBD business. But right. it's it still, it won't, I mean, it's magnitudes of order higher. The, um, the, yeah, prescription drugs. Yeah, yes. prescription drugs. Yeah. And I, uh, prescription, so, so pharmaceutical companies have spent so much money instead trying to change laws in Washington, uh, trying to influence the FDA, which they've been successful on both fronts, trying to fight battles at each state, trying to fight battles with insurance companies. I mean, the cannabis industry is, it's like a, it's like a little annoying gnat. Right. If, if they think of it at all. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really sitting here trying to search my brain. I'm not saying that, that it doesn't exist. I'm just saying. No, you're the I person to talk to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I no, could. seriously, though, if you've yeah. been covering these issues and that's something uh-huh. that maybe I had always, 
you know, I would, I would kind of. I like the theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's not mine. I have to. It's not my. You know, I didn't come up with it. But it kind of seems like you know, wouldn't they have like a stake to either block this? And and you know, it's different. I mean, when you compare kind of like overall industries versus maybe some of the more specific industries, some of the more specific drugs that's like a like an anti nausea drug that could compete with potentially marijuana in terms of um, you know the efficacy. But I don't know. Who knows? I mean, well, you could also just buy into I mean, it. Well, I mean that drug exists. That drug is Marinol. I mean oh. that that drug that drug was approved uh, like almost twenty years ago. I mean one. I will I will say this. This is an interesting thing to think about, um, and it's not it's not very conspiratorial. But you know marijuana as a plant, and you know cannabis both. I mean both industrial hemp, you know hemp and marijuana. Um, they are very difficult to study. There yeah. are hundreds of compounds. So we only talked about. Right, that's an yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like, and whereas, like in a pharmaceutical product, like take Lipitor, right, to to lower cholesterol or Viagra, right. uh, to 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 deal with erectile dysfunction. So there's there's only one active ingredient in that drug, just a single agent, huh. um, and so there's no uh, that ag- agent doesn't work with anything else in that pill. It's just it just does has an action on the body. Um, and then, then, then it does its thing. Whereas in, in the cannabis environment, you've got 70 or 80 uh, cannabinoids. You've got hundreds of different, up to 700 compounds. Um, and then when they're heated or when they're put into oils or interaction, they have they have like the entourage effect. They can work together in kind of mysterious ways. So studying it is, I, I think, nearly impossible. I don't know how. I don't know how it could be studied. I think that's one of the problems. So, do you, what does that mean? What is that? And that and that. What does that like? mean sort of for eventual regulation or legalization or, you know, incorporation of some of these, like, like a compound like CBD in more yeah. mainstream products? Yeah. So what, so, so, so take what I just said and, mm-hmm. then, and then add along with that, um, you know, the FDA just approved a prescription drug. Um, ep- it's called Epidiolex mm-hmm. and it is a CBD, CBD based drug. And it's really high dose. It's not what you find on the shelves at at, a, at your local food co-op. Right. Um, and it's extracted, so it's CBD only. There's no other. There's a few other compounds, but it's not it's not marijuana based compounds. Um, it's it treats two kinds of uh, childhood epilepsy that are not that don't respond to other drugs, and it it shows to reduce the amount of seizures by about forty percent. So. Wow. And this so was, the FDA, yeah. the FDA thinks that there's promise at at, at this, and so does GS, uh, you know, so, so does the company that G- yeah. uh, GW Pharmaceuticals. Um, yeah. So there's 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 a market there, um, but I don't know, I don't know where it's gonna, you know, what the where it could possibly lead. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I mean, they'll continue to try to find um, more applications at mm-hmm. that high dose. I have no doubt, um, but you know, it's really expensive. It's it's going to be in the four thousand to five thousand dollar price tag per month for that um, epilepsy drug mm-hmm. yes which is kind of crazy oh, wow, really crazy. wow. <laughs> yes. that that yeah. just a whole other conversation about it's how i whole think that's like totally inappropriate but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's no it's okay. pretty it's <laughs> but, I mean, it's great so, so that they have like, used that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when somebody, you know, uses like, a product like that, will that, I mean, like who can, that's safe for children. Um, right. Who, who else can use these, these drugs like, um, or not these drugs, like the CBD compound. So if, yeah. if an athlete, for instance, wants to uh, take this instead of like ibuprofen, I don't know if they would, but like if they did, would they, they, can. they, that would not show up on the list of like. 
on like an anti-doping yeah. list? Right. So they removed it. Uh, the World Doping uh, Group basically removed CBD from its list of banned substances, which is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's I think it's good because you know I, drugs like ibuprofen, um, uh, naproxen. So basically, like Advil, Aleve, Tylenol. They, they are, those are all anti-inflammatories. They do work well, but not everybody can take them. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody can, not everybody's stomach can, uh, they, they can have an impact on your, um, they can cause internal bleeding, basically, if you take too many of them for too long. And they've got some other risks, too, if you take them over a long period of time. Um, although not a lot is known about how long people take CBD for and what the consequences are. Right, it's um, not really well studied. Early, it's not well studied, yeah. but the early suggestions are that, I mean, there are, you can't, you know, your your biggest risk is like no, a little bit of nausea and maybe diarrhea. That's I mean, what we know so ch- far. Not yeah, that's that's. I mean, and that's at the the doses that you would get from buying it at a retail store. Um, so let's talk about you know if you have some of these um, you know issues ailments that you're looking uh, for yeah. relief for. What is the most uh, like effective way? Like you, we talked about you know earlier, like you can vape, you can um, take it as like a a drop or like an oil drop um, or like spray edibles, which um, is the most effective way to kind of get the most benefits from, from sure. this compound? Sure. Well, it kind of depends on like what you're trying to treat and how long you want to do it for. So people that maybe want to try CBD because they have anxiety at that exact moment, mm-hmm. um, your two fastest ways if you wanted to do CBD uh, would be to inhale it through either a vape pen or through a rolled uh, okay. Like a hemp, an industrial hemp uh, cigarette. A marijuana um, cigarette. No. Yeah, joking. well, it's a hemp, so it'd be a hemp one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, just kidding. It's a little sublime <laughs> lyric there. <laughs> and yeah, my engineer's you, making fun of me right now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I try to like not use the word joint because I feel like there's. No, there's, there's a connotation, a, of course. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a pre rolled cigarette. That's yes. just, that's how I try to think of it, and that's how you buy it. Yes. Um, but what's kind of interesting, so it enters your bloodstream right away, like immediately, and the effect is just within seconds. Okay. Um, and that's, that's important. Now, only thing, here's my advice about vape pens. Um, if you're going to buy one, make sure that they did not use solvents. Sh- you should look for solvent-free. Okay. And that is because if there some of the old salts, like the, the, the way that they make concentrated oils for all vape pens, not just for, not just for CBD pens, but... Um, it uses a substance that, when heated, can turn into formaldehyde oh. and, and hurt your lungs. So, and especially if you do it, like, if you vape a couple times every day and you vape, yeah. you know, you're, you're vaping daily, um, I would say be very, very mindful of that. Okay. Um, you have to look high, high and low, though. You'll have to ask, um, and, you know, is this, does this have any solvents in it? And if it doesn't, uh, then it's good, you're good I, to go. I, like, really hope my brother is listening to this right now. <laughs> I know, right? No. It's CBD. <laughs> CBD. So, okay, that's the first thing, like inhaling. But then your second thing is tinctures and oils. And and um, here's a couple of tips about that. So sometimes you can buy sprays that you spray inside your mouth, which is I, I like because it's like your mouth, your, so your tissue inside your mouth is really thin, and it will go into your bloodstream immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's important. And if you're going to – or you could use droppers and put it under your tongue – and so droppers of oil, hold it there for about like 30 to 45 seconds before you try to swallow it because it will go directly into your bloodstream that way. Okay. 
Um, I know we sound I sound like a druggie, but that's no. I mean, there's no there's no way to get high from this. It's just like a medication that you're taking. So, right. Yes, exactly. Yes. Now, what's, here's what's kind of crazy: when you buy a CBD tincture or an oil, make sure that you shake it every time before you use it, and that is because CBD is a sticky. It, it, the, its molecules are very sticky, and it will stick to the side of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so if you're not, if you don't shake it, you may be getting an oil, like a coconut oil or something, uh, but you won't be getting any of the actual cannabidiol, which okay. is the stuff, the good stuff that you want. Right. So shake it every time. And actually people, uh, I was also told to shake vape pens as well for okay. the same reason. Okay. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Okay. Uh, okay. So since you're, this is a food we're talking about, we're not really talking about too much about food today, but um, well, if you tried to, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you want to ingest it through, um, you know, a brownie or a cookie or having a coffee or something, that is going to take a little longer to work. It'll take about, I'd say between 30 and 40 minutes based on all the pharmacologist folks I talked to, because mm-hmm. um, it's going to go into your digestive tract. Okay. So you're, and it's going to take a little bit longer for your liver and your kidneys to metabolize it. Um, and then for it to get to the rest of your body. Um, but is it's that not as a bad way. Is that effective, though? Uh, oh, yeah. It'll have the same, ultimately, it will have the same effect. If, yeah, if if the reason that you'd like to take CBD to begin with is, is even going to work from CBD, it would have technically the same impact. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, uh, but I was, I was going to say one thing. So, but, if, you know, if you, have, if you have things like chronic pain or chronic anxiety, um, it's not a bad idea to think about the soft gels. Mm-hmm. So, that, so oils that come in... Basically, it's just like a little capsule, mm-hmm. and you can see the different. There's different dosages you have to pay attention, and and I, I recommend talking to, you know, if you're if you're at a, a nutritional you know, store like you're at, sorry like a supplement store or at like a food co-op um, or health food store, there's usually somebody there that is knowledgeable about the product and can talk to you about the doses because the the dosing is just. We've seen so much dosing variation. I can't. There's really no good advice. To give. Yeah, that was a question on my list. How do you yeah. know how much to take for each? Yeah, you just. Thing? You just I just. Don't. I mean, it's, yeah, you just start slow. You know, go go start low, go slow. Well, well, then the other thing I was wondering is, um, how do you really know? I mean, it's not regulated, right? These products aren't regulated, and so. Um, I can only assume how much variation there is and potentially mislabeling yeah. of this product. So how do you, how can somebody who's looking into using these products know that they're going to, they're getting what they really want or what they think they're getting? Well, you're asking the million dollar question <laughs> and, and, and you're asking the biggest geek. On the Good. Earth, so. That's why you're on the show. So here's, here's, here's <laughs> what we learned. We, so there was this really intense and very cool study that was published in the Journal of American Medical Association back in November. Mm-hmm. And these really cool researchers had this great idea, and they ordered 85 products online, or 84 products online. And they decided, and then they were all CBD products, and they were oils mostly. And they decided to test them. And they're like, what's in these oils versus what the label says is in the oil? And here are the, I, I made a little list here because I still cannot get over this. Um, 26 of the 84 had more CBD than what they stated, which is not okay. terrible. Yeah. That's like not a bad thing, but right. it's not, you know, not great. Yeah. Okay. A quarter of the products actually had less, which is not, that's not good because you're, you know, some of these products can be pretty expensive. Yeah. But here's the crazy part. Out of the 84, 18 of the products had more THC 
than what they were supposed to. So the maximum would be 0.3 THC. Okay. Um, but some of the products were clocking in like two, three, four times higher than that. So did that um, mean you can get high from them? Yes. Yeah, that's the... So if you're looking to get high, that's a different story. <laughs> but if you don't expect it and you are trying to, you know, you want to drive or you yeah, want to go to work chronic illness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and or, you know, some people really do not react well to THC. And so you could have a little bit of a surprise moment right. um, by ordering one of these products. So... The answer is products found online can be a little uneven as to what you may be buying. And there, there are some tips. Okay. Um, what are they? And I'd love to share yeah. those. So the, yeah. main, the main one, and this is, you know, it's not readily apparent, but we look for products where they, will, they show the test results of those products. And it's called the Certificate of Analysis. And if you're, the lingo in the industry is COA. Okay. You ask for the COA of that product. And you want to see, and that little COA, you click it open, it's usually a PDF of some kind, and it's the test results of that product. And you want to be able to see how much CBD is in there, how much, if any, THC is in there. Mm-hmm. And it also, some in some cases, may be able to tell you uh, if, the, if the product, maybe not so much for like an oil, but uh, if there are any pesticides or heavy metals or other, if it, if it's, as long as it's not contaminated, that's the main thing you're looking for. Um, yeah, you wrote about that in one of your, yeah. your recent articles. You said that there are two major facts, I and mean, we just touched on those, um, so, you know, spoiler alert, but like, so, and one of them you said was the THC amount, and the other was this, you know, the, the possible um, contamination, contamination of like pesticides yeah. and stuff. So that was something I was actually really surprised to read about. I just didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about well, the connection I mean, who, between those. Well, who, you know, you don't normally really think about what is, I mean, why would a product be contaminated? But hemp is a very, very special plant, as you know, because mm-hmm. you love hemp so yeah. much. It doesn't it, need a lot of pesticides, is, though. Yeah, well, right. And actually, it, it, it absorbs residual heavy metals right. and pesticides yeah. uh, from the soil. So it cleans out soil, but it, you know, it can wind up in the plant itself. So growers are really, really cognizant of this, and they're testing their plants as they're growing, they're testing uh, the oils that are coming out of it. They're mm-hmm. testing the final products. Like the really good, you know, the, the up and up growers and manufacturers are doing this. And right. so, and the the if and here's our tip: if a, a manufacturer or a product um, there's no COA available, don't buy it. Okay. And if they refuse to give it to you, don't buy it. Definitely don't buy it. Yeah. Um, you should be able to see testing results really easily. Now, in my opinion. This is a lot of responsibility to put on a consumer, um, but if you want to know what you're taking, that that's the that is the only mechanism at this moment you can do it. <clears throat> I mean, I would say that uh, that is not different than the majority of the products in our food system right now. I mean, the consumers really have that's to right. work pretty you hard read to read the label, yeah, and understand you know kind of what everything means and to look past uh, a lot of labeling claims that are just solely there for marketing purposes. So this is just another of those complicated um, uh, situations when looking for what to eat. um, No, that's totally true. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So I wanted to see like how, how big of a, of a market, I maybe should have started with this, but like, (laughs) you know, how big of an industry are we, are we talking like, you know, yeah. Or you said maybe potentially 2 billion right now, CBD. Is that that correct? No, that's right. And so here, here's a couple of things. So, they, there's a, there's a group called the Brightfield Group, and they, they're tracking, 
you know, sales and CBD and CBD world. They clocked it in at 300 million back in 2016, which is, you know, that's like a year and a half ago. They, they're projecting anywhere between two and seven billion in five years. And it has everything to do with the new farm bill that is up for the vote in Congress. And you probably have been following that, I'm guessing, quite yes, closely because it affects closely. so much of the food production yeah. um, in, in the United States. And uh, that, that bill quite likely will legalize the, cu- the cultivation, like actual growing of hemp in all 50 states, which would be a huge change for farmers. And so yeah. they expect the CBD market to go like gangbusters. Um, okay, so I need to take a super quick commercial break um, so we can hear a word from our sponsors. But totally. when we get back, um, I want to talk a little bit more about potential, um, you know, what, what potential policies around around um, this product could be and uh, the future of the market itself, of the industry awesome. itself. So stay tuned. Hearst Ranch is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. The Hearst family has been raising cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of California's Central Coast for over 150 years. Piedra Blanca Rancho in San Simeon is the original Hearst Ranch, founded by George Hearst in 1865. George's son was the famous publisher, William Randolph Hearst. In addition to being known for building the iconic Hearst Castle, William was, like his father before him, an avid rancher. In his words, I would rather spend a month at the ranch than any place in the world. Thanks to one of the largest land conservation easements in California history, a joint effort with the California Rangeland Trust, the American Land Conservancy, and the state of California, the working landscape at Hearst Ranch will be preserved forever. Learn more about Hearst Ranch at hearstranch.com. On Eating Matters, for today, I'm speaking with Lisa Gill from the Consumer Reports, um, all about the CBD industry. Okay, so when we before we went to break, um, you mentioned the Farm Bill and how um, it could potentially legalize uh, hemp cultivation in 50 states, which would really help um, grow, like the CBD industry explode. Absolutely. Um, yep. I mean, what do we think? <laughs> I know that like hemp has like pretty bipartisan support, but like with anything with the farm bill, I'm like, don't really think it's actually going to ever scary. happen. I yeah, know, I'm like, I know. it's not well, going to happen. <laughs> they have to renew the farm bill yeah. uh, because there's so much that's packed into it. It's not just hemp. It's I mean, it's food it's stamps. Yeah. It's, it's like insurance for crops and loans for farmers. And I mean, it's a it's a massive thing. Um, they're just they're going to they're running behind on it. Um, I think it's based on the uh, Hemp Industry Association Group mm-hmm. (HIA). They feel confident that it will that the Farm Bill will pass with the hemp provision in it. And basically, hemp would just become a commodity product, just mm-hmm. like soybeans and corn and all sorts of other products that, uh, the, or the you know, food items that we grow here in the United States. It would be really big for farmers because right now, in a lot of states, it's actually illegal to grow hemp. It has been banned for over, it's like almost 150 years, which if you think about it, that is nuts because so many products, as you probably know, mm-hmm. you know, come from hemp. I mean, rope, clothing, right. paper, you know, you can you can make soaps, you can make biofuel. I mean, this yeah. is, it's an endless amount of consumer products that can come from this amazing plant. Um, so I, I, I think we'll have growth in lots of areas, definitely in the CBD area because there's so much demand. 
And do we know of any kind of specific companies? I mean, I mentioned Coca-Cola at the top um, who kind of, you know, admitted that, <laughs> yeah, we may be looking into this right. and some beverage companies. But um, like who are the kind of big players who you uh, think will emerge in the U.S. Um, or are they even in the U.S. Or, or most of them abroad right now? Well, you know, it's a question. I mean, I, I have not started to look outside and try to look at the bigger the bigger picture. There, there. I, I do know this. There are companies that are publicly traded that are mobilizing, and they've told me off the record they're mobilizing mm-hmm. uh, to put CBD in all kinds of products and open up CBD stores in the way that you've seen a I don't know like an Abercrombie store. I mean, yeah. like a Gap. I mean, like the kind of you know that kind of like national retail chain or national retail brand. I mean that there's there's a lot of clamoring for that. I you know it's not happening yet because it's still not. There's, there's such a um, sort of regulatory uh, murkiness that's yeah. going on. They don't they don't want to do that yet. But there are there are companies that are publicly traded uh, who create CBD products. So we we know you know to some degree. I mean, it's happening. It's just slow. Um, and I've been I've spent I've had my nose more at the shelf level, mm-hmm. <laughs> really trying to look at well what is being sold, um, and what 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 do you buy, and what are some of the things you just totally avoid, and that's the that's that's where I've been focused. Um, Coca Cola is the the one that really came out, um, you know, bigger than anybody else, saying that we're looking at, at putting this in our you know CBD in our Coke products. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a great answer except that it's happening. I would yeah, say that. definitely. <laughs> and I mean, and do we think that are there the same barriers like internationally or th- than there are in the United States, or do we seem to be no. again the country like? A little bit behind the eight ball. The country that we're the country that's behind. It's been legal in other places. Uh, CBD, though, as a product, hasn't really. It's really only something that's happened here in the last couple of years. I mean, you you couldn't really buy CBD products in Europe, for example. Right. Um, but but you could grow hemp. You could grow industrial hemp. Um, so I, we're 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 in a weird. I mean, the United States is in a weird spot, kind of globally, but not a bad one. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just going to take a little while, and hopefully sooner rather than later. I mean, a lot of states. Have already have sort of research programs. Um, the framework is there, and some some farmers are registered with those research programs, and so they've transitioned fields over to hemp production. And there's there's a lot of interest. There's actually so much interest in it. So I think I think once the farm bill passes, they will be able to mobilize actually fairly quickly. And I think you'll see even like an explosion of products on the sh- on shelves. And it'll be not just in, you know, be in cosmetics, it'll be in food, it'll be in drink, you know, pre-made drinks and things like that, um, as well as oils and tinctures and stuff. All right. It's kind of nuts if you think about it. Yeah. It's like we live in a crazy time. Well, yeah. And then, and, you know, and then there's a whole other issue too. And, um, and I see it on the California side, but in states that are recreationally legal for marijuana, mm-hmm. if you go into a dispensary, you can buy a lot of products that are CBD, mostly CBD with a little more THC than the 0.3, mm-hmm. but I've seen it 0.6 or 1% to 2% THC or even 3%, where, and then 20% CBD. So, And I've seen it um, as marijuana smokable products as well as tinctures, um, to- a lot of topicals. Um, which which actually can really work well too. So there's kind of this middle space too that's emerging that I think is I've keep, I'm keeping my a very close eye on that um, because it's just a cool kind of a cool space. It's the, the idea is that it's for basically for you know mommies and and for other people who <laughs> want to just have a little bit of a little more THC than the point three. So you yeah. want to have a little bit of an effect, right. but it's like the equivalent of like one or two glasses of wine. <laughs> um, and not 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 the 420, you know, like 
blast off into another dimension kind of yeah space. that's so funny like mother's little helper I, yeah no I, totally is and you know new york you, you haven't seen that there in new york yet no no um but but when you move into the recreationally legal space and that and especially new jersey will do it first mm-hmm. um you know you'll see like that the emergence of tons of these very thc heavy products but there are some cbd i call it like cbd forward <laughs> or right. cbd dominant um there's the demand for it, I think, is huge. And these would and just think and these would just be like regular like CBD products that have like yeah. a higher amount of so they're not, it's not a little bit higher, a little higher. Okay, oh, interesting. Yeah. So you think that's where yeah. the market's moving, also, or that will be a big growth yeah. area? Yeah, and you can you can see it now in dispensaries in both Colorado and California. I haven't been to any in Oregon yet um, or Washington, but you that 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 group of products is definitely it's it's almost like it's like for the people in their 40s and 50s and in higher or maybe even their 30s you just don't you don't want to get stoned right uh but you you want to have just a relaxing time at home yeah and you're not going to go drive around or, or you know get crazy or anything it's just an it's just an interesting space to look at absolutely um all right well we're going to have to wrap it up in just one minute but do you have um where can people who are really interested in this topic and learning more and kind of you know you have some great like advice um that you've written extensively about in terms of like what to look for and um, all of that good stuff. Where can people find more of your work on the subject? Yes. So you go to consumerreports.org and you just go in, in the little search field, type in CBD and we've done about a half a dozen stories. They're all free and they contain a ton of like really great advice about, look, you know, if you can't find a COA from, you know, a certificate of analysis on the testing, don't buy it. Uh, if, if you can't see how much CBD is in the product, on the label itself, also don't buy that. That's another big tip. Mm-hmm. We like to be able to see what is in the product that you're taking. And also, if there's THC in it, you really, you really should be able to see on the, on the bottle how much is there. All right. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and you, um, really helping awesome. to clarify a lot of these questions around this fascinating industry. It's super. It's just. It's insane what's out there, and uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your for your help. Uh, you Thanks, know, untangling Jen. all of these. You know, <laughs> making it less more clear. <laughs> all right. Sure, all right. Thanks, Thank Lisa. Thank you. All right. Um, I want to, uh, before we wrap up, give a big thanks to our sponsors for their generous support and thank uh, our engineer, Matt Patterson. Show music is by Tim Archer. All episodes of Eating Matters are available on the Heritage Radio Network website or as a podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe and leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. I'm Jenna Liute, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.